Welcome to Embody You Podcast, and this is your host, Artemis Rose. Here on Embody You Podcast, you will find conversations around all things embodiment, connection, joy, authenticity, creativity, and soul-centered living. Pretty much anything that supports you living as your highest, honest, and fullest expression of you as your authentic self. It is my intention that these conversations will spark a little flame in you to help you feel a bit more connected, a bit more understood, a bit more empowered, and a bit more you. After each podcast, you can feel free to send me questions or comments at embodyyouhome at gmail.com and please like, subscribe, and share the podcast. Reviews are welcomed. Hi, everyone. I am going to do a formal introduction of a special guest today before I hop into the conversation with her. Lori Beth Goldman is a 14-year licensed psychotherapist and relationship coach. She has helped hundreds of women be true to who they are, authentic and fully expressed, and has helped many women meet their partner by being fully who they are. She combines her vast expertise in integrative therapeutic healing, trauma, attachment, and all things relating with holistic and body laser-focused coaching. She is a 25-year Buddhist practitioner and combines mindfulness and awareness practices into her work with clients. You can find her on Facebook at Lori Beth Goldman um, and more details on her one-on-one program that she's offering all around this topic discussion today. You'll really, really enjoy it. Uh, Lori Beth Goldman is a very embodied soul, um, very passionate. I love her fire. I love her sharpness. Um, you can definitely tell she's a woman in integrity um, and clarity. And I think that's what's so necessary in magnetizing the life partner for us. And she beautifully speaks to that in this message today. So I hope uh, you enjoy the podcast episode as much as I did. Hi, everybody. This is Embody You Podcast with Artemis Rose. And today I'm really excited about our conversation because we are going to be talking about how embodying who you are fully will magnetize to the, the right man for you. And today's special guest, uh, Lori Beth Goldman, will be sharing a conversation with me around this. Hi, hi, Lori. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for, um, yeah, just joining me on here. <laughs> so it's just a really brief for listeners. I, it had been some years that I had been connecting or following Lori, um, online. And one of the things that stood out the most, I mean, I really, I love what she embodies and, um, she's very heart centered and very authentic and values a lot of transparency. But one thing that really stood out to me that I resonated a lot with her was her shares around being single (laughs) and Mm -hmm. the, the amount of, um, years of her singlehood. So, I mean, and that kind of relates to my own personal story, um, of being on this journey. So I'm just wondering before we kind of hop into the topic, whatever, you know, feels comfortable for you, if maybe you could share a little bit about your story. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, I think I, I want to give like just a, a preface that this was one of the things in my life in my like in my adult life that was probably the biggest cause of suffering for me because I just so desired to be in partnership and it just wasn't happening. I was single for I was I, I say I was single for 13 years, but really I was, um, you know, I had I definitely dated or I would meet men and um but would never like I, I just didn't find that person. So for me, it's actually like this topic is really all about and my work is all about, you know, how do I support women in um, meeting an aligned partner, like meeting a, a life partner, not just someone that, you know, you're journeying with for like, you know, six months or a year, um, even though I think that can be the it can be a step you know, along the way to meeting, to meeting your partner. Um, and so, I mean, there's so much that I could share about my journey. I'm thinking that as we kind of go along, um, cause I could probably spend like the whole, <laughs> the whole, you know, the whole time <laughs> right, driving the journey. Right. it might right. be, it might be more like helpful, um, to, to your listeners to kind of like, yeah, dive, you know, to dive into it as we go along, I think that they'll hear, hear pieces of my journey since it was such a long time. And there's so many different aspects of what I could share. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you even sharing this snippet though, of the 13 years because <laughs> in clarifying that, because, um, yeah, that, that definitely says you have, have had a lot of experience, <laughs> personal experience around this topic. So, <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump in then. So mm -hmm. let's start just with the, the title, like embodying yourself fully to magnetize the right partner for you. So mm -hmm. what, like, yeah. So can you just elaborate a little bit more on what that sure. means to you? Sure. Well, this is actually a great part. The way to begin to answer this question is really, um, relates to my own journey, which is that I think that what happens, so this is what happened to me. And I think this happens to a lot of women who've been single or in and out of, you know, relationships that just aren't quite aligned or, you know, the pattern of choosing, let's say like unavailable men again and again, who aren't actually available for the kind of relating and the kind of partnership that you want. Um, I think it's so common that what can happen is that we as women begin to internalize that there's something wrong with us or that we need to be doing something different, right? Mm -hmm. um, so this can, this ties into like a lot of your work around perfectionism, like, oh, well, I'm not meeting somebody. So I must, I like, I must not be doing something right. What could I do different? I think women tend to internalize a sense of perfectionism, like, okay, let me, you know, I go out on this date and I have to, okay, let me, let me like, I have to relate to this man in this really specific way. Um, you know, and then that's, that's how I'm going to be desirable. And so there's different levels to this. And what I love about the topic of like embodying yourself and why my message is all about embodying yourself in order to magnetize love is because we think when we're single for that long, or when we're in this predicament, like, oh, I need to shift who I am. I need to try this technique or that technique or this approach to dating or that approach. Right. Um, mm -hmm. 
I need to be somewhat different than I am. I can't embody who I am when actually the it's, it's the opposite of that. Like we actually, we, it's so normal that we as women would internalize that. Um, right. If, if you, if you're in the same predicament for a long time, like, I think that's true with any, actually with anything in our lives that we want, if we're not, if we want something or we have such a big desire and we do, we keep putting ourselves out there, we keep going for it and it doesn't happen. I think it's quite common that people, right, with any desire are going to have, um, feel a lot of these same ways. Like, oh, what, what am I doing wrong? What could I be doing differently? Um, but what's interesting, right, is that, um, yeah, so what happens though, is that we actually, what what I think the truth is, is that there's a kind of, so this is what I call in my work, like there's usually one, there's usually a core wound and within that there's usually one main core belief um, that has to do with like, there's so, it, usually for women who are in this predicament, it's like, oh, um, it has to do with, I need to be different in order to be loved. But in fact, it's the opposite. We actually need to, um, this is a long-winded way of saying all this, but we need to actually begin to embody exactly who we are. We need to be honest with ourselves about what we want in love and what we're not available for. Um, we need to, you know, be more of ourselves. We need to be more transparent, more true in dating because, and that's the way that we're actually going to meet the right partner for us. And one of the other things I like to say all the time is like, if you're not being honest and true with yourself, then you're not congruent with who you are. And so then how is it even possible to meet someone who would be a good match for you? Right. And who's going to love mm -hmm. you and accept you as you are. And I would just add to that. I have obviously I have so much passion on the subject that that doesn't mean that we don't keep growing and evolving because anybody who's going to be drawn to, you know, anybody listening to your podcast, Artemis, or, you know, drawn to my work is obviously going to be growth oriented, but the growth comes from like, I want to do this for myself. Like I want to grow because that's just who I am. Not because like, I need to, I need to shift and morph and change myself in order to be partnered. Yeah. I mean, there's so much, <laughs> so much goals that you just shared there. Mm. I'll first start. There's a couple points I want to make first with your mm. last comment. Yeah. I think it's the journey, right. And I, I like to share this a lot with listeners is yeah, it's not about changing yourself or figuring yourself out or fixing yourself, but it's more about continuing to receive like expanding more into who you are, which mm -hmm. is completely different from, mm from kind of growth or like self-improvement from this place of shame. Right. Um, yeah. and a lot of what I heard you share too is, and I think there's so much resonance is how many times as women, we squash down the too muchness, right. Um, mm -hmm. believing, you know, mm -hmm. kind of, and I'm wondering maybe if you can speak to that. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, well, yeah. I love that you just brought that in and I love how you also just said, you know, talked about kind of expanding more into, I don't, what were the words, expanding more into who we are, expanding kind of, I don't know if you said our next level, but it's just like, it's natural and it's not, this is exactly my message too. And, and what I am so passionate about, it's not about, it's not about like shifting who you, who you are. It's not about like 
needing like doing that out of shame or because there's something wrong with you. It's doing it because you desire it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we could connect that to dating and to with men. It's like, it's not about like, Oh, I have to be different or I have to, you know, learn this or that skill in order to be loved. No, it's like, Oh, I like, for example, like, you know, a lot of what I teach women is like, how do you be more transparent? Well, that's a skill, right? How do Mm -hmm. I be courageous enough on a date to lean into maybe something that didn't feel good and take ownership for it and name it and see how the other, see how the man responds, right? That's Mm -hmm. still set, but it's also, um, right. It's, it's, it's also something that you, it's like, wow, I want to learn this because it's going to make my relating more intimate, right? And it's Mm -hmm. going to show me that, like, is this man able to meet me, you know, when I bring my full self to the table? So anyway, I just wanted to say that because I got excited. And then (laughs) (laughs) I just have so much passion on this subject. But to answer your, your question, I love that you brought in the too much piece because that has been such a huge part of my own personal journey. And I would say that like, I really, I really struggled with um, both like feeling on the one hand, like, oh, I'm not enough in some way, like, like this piece that Mm -hmm. we're talking about around shame, but then also like, and I'm too much. And for me, that had to do with also like this internalized story. And I feel like I actually have had um, both men and women, I think, you know, in like trying to be helpful, say like, well, if you could just be more feminine, right. If you could just softer, if you could just be a little bit more toned down and I am, that's not, not that I don't want to be soft and transparent and vulnerable. I think those are skills that we all learn in terms of just relating, right? Like that's how you relate. And I of course want to be the range and I want to support women to be the range in who they are. But, you know, what that was really saying was like, oh, there's something you're not doing something enough and you're too much. Right. And you need to, Mm -hmm. you need to be, you need to tone who you naturally are down. And so what I can say is that one of the most freeing pieces for me, you know, over many years has been actually freeing myself of any of those belief systems, you know, and any of those stories and the way that they landed in my body and, um, and really what I have found, and this relates back to the topic of embodiment and embodying yourself is that the more that I actually feel like the more I felt like unconflicted and like totally unapologetic and like, this is just who I am. I'm going to speak my truth. Like I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be courageous. Um, the more free I feel and the more it's not really, I mean, of course there's going to be people, you know, there's going to be people who don't resonate with it, but I will say that actually the, like, it's both that I feel this like depth of freedom. And like, I even describe it as like just this energy that I just feel like I have my own energy and it's just like a clear, you know, I, I feel so expansive. I feel so alive because I'm just being fully who I am. And it is generally really well received. And the men who love that, love that. And those are the men that are for me. So I'm using my personal story to right now to kind of illustrate, I think, you know, a point and your question, which is that that's that again, this sort of speaks to teaching women, helping women to 
really be honest about this is who I am and how do I rock the hell out of who I am? You know, not who this other woman is, not what I'm, you know, I've internalized or the, my conditioning tells me I'm supposed to be, but like, how do I fully embrace and be who I am? And all I can say is that even like with myself, with all the women that I've worked with, the more that they do this, the more that there's, there's so many men out there, there's tons of men for everyone. Right. And then they start attracting the right men and they feel way more free. They're way more magnetic. They're way more, um, attractive, right. Because they're Mm -hmm. being themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really resonate and appreciate your shares of just continuing to really expand more into who we are, embody the fullness, you know, mm-hmm. all of the fullness and really um, embody our aliveness. Cause the more connection that we have to ourselves, the more that we're, we are going to feel alive. And another thing that I usually like to mm-hmm. remind listeners too, is I usually share, you know, it's crazy how the journey it's, it's just more coming out, realizing, Whoa, there's never been anything wrong with me over and over and over and over, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's just this like, wow, Mm -hmm. I just get to take up more space. (laughs) I get to, you know, and I, I really appreciate you sharing that. And something that came up that I'm curious your thoughts around is I, I, um, one of the things that I, um, see hear from clients and also something that I used to really struggle with is, um, the fear of being too needy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just feeling like, yeah, like kind of squashing down. So maybe, maybe I'd be curious, you know, um, the difference, maybe you, for listeners, you can clarify the difference between desire and needs. Um, and maybe your thoughts around this, like fear of being mm-hmm. too needy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that question. Um, well, when I think about dating and kind of like what I consider to be like setting your standards for yourself around what you want in love, I think about it as what we want and what we need. And the example that I really like to use, I think it's just the clearest one is around. Um, so, you know, it's, is around anxious attachment, right? So a woman can have anxious attachment and most of the women, like all the women that I work with who have that, they've actually worked on it quite a bit. And so the issue isn't like, oh, I need to keep working on myself around my attachment system. It's actually, again, being clear about, I need to be in a relationship that doesn't trigger that system, my attachment system in a really severe way. So I need to be in a relate that would include like, I need to be in a relationship where, you know, I'm with someone who is responsive to my needs. Mm -hmm. Um, They, which doesn't mean that they meet every need, but that they actually, when you, when, when, when a woman, let's say she's in relationship or even in in, in an early dating stage, I think this is such a great way to test, like, again, what I said before, test this out. Like, how does the man respond? It's like, okay, when I express that, like, this doesn't feel good to me and I want, and I need this other thing, you know, does this man, like, does he pull away? Does he pull away for a really long time and he can't really come back? You know, does he, um, 
you know, does he, he respond in a way that actually, I'm just trying to think like what that response would be that, well, yeah, that feels shaming or that feels defensive or that, you know, kind of blames me for having a need, right. Mm -hmm. Or does he respond where he really hears me? And he's like, wow, thank you for sharing that with me. Or I hear that you need this. Yes, I can meet that. No, I can't meet that. Um, and of course, I just want to say like within all of this is that, and this is a lot of what I do in my work is that we always want to be, um, we're like, we're always working also on our own communication, right? Like mm-hmm. how are we, are we taking ownership for the way that we're communicating with this man? Um, you know, are we, yeah. How are we responding? What's our, you know, it's a co-creative process, but so what I want to say is that in my view, like the reason like that's a need for someone who's anxiously attached. Like, that's what I would say. It Mm -hmm. actually takes a lot of strength to finally say, okay, I'm not going to be with people who are, you know, who trigger this in me because this is not a kind of relating that really works for me. And again, it also comes back to what we've been talking about. There's nothing wrong with you. Okay. You have, this is part of who you are. And there are plenty of men who can meet that and you can learn to work together right around some of that. So I would say like, that is an example of like what I would call a need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it might be a need, I, it, a need and want is an interesting thing, right? Because it might, I, I would say it's probably a need for a woman who wants to have a child. Let's say there's a woman, she's like in her upper thirties, she wants to have a child in the next couple of years. That may be a need for her. You know, it might mm-hmm. be like, Hey, I need to know that you are open to this, that this is something that you also, you know, want, or I just said want, but need, uh, <laughs> I think it's not, I mean, I think it depends on the person. And I think that, you know, um, it's an interesting question, right? Because it may be that we have certain needs and then there's also wants that are like, I want this and I don't it's okay if the, if I, if I, you know, this is one of those things, it's not a non-negotiable. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess I kind of use, I'm realizing I use want and need. I use them both because I think that, I think it really depends on the person of what they see being a want or a need. Um, I think the needy conversation is a different, to me, that's like a whole other conversation. I mean, just what I would actually, the first thing that comes up is that I really don't like that languaging. I think it right. actually, and I'm not saying like, I think you're bringing it up in that way as well, right? Like right. there's a kind of, there's actually a judgment in the language. Like totally. you are too needy, like you're you're too needy rather than like, you just have needs. Like right. we're all human, we all have needs. And actually, we, you know, again, like back to this kind of self-responsibility and this like ownership and then how we communicate that it's like, I could ask you right now, like, I have this need for this thing. And, and, you know, are you available for that? And you could say no. And then I get to decide, right? Like, okay, how do I want to move forward? Right? Like, Mm -hmm. you're never the other person's never obligated to meet our needs. Um, But I think that the yeah, the, the, and, but of course in really in, in a partnership, you're going to be like, okay, well, are these basic needs? Are these things that are really important to me? You know, are they met enough? right? Are they met? Are they, you know, yeah. Are they met enough? Um, is it enough for me, you know, and is it, is it really working for me? Um, I think is what I would, what I would say. And I, you know, what's so interesting is like, this reminds me of like what some people, you know, some, some men and women will put on dating sites, like 
like I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want any, I don't want too needy or too much, <laughs> too much drama. Like the drama <laughs> one, I'm always like, um, I'm like, right. It's to me, that's a red flag. It's like, we're human and we're going to have like, like one, we want to have intimacy. We want to have clear communication. We're going to have conflict. We're going to have differences. Like right. again. So yeah, that's how I relate to that word. I like try to not like, I think, I think what you're bringing up similar to the too much thing, right. Is that that's another way in both of our work. I think that we, um, we end up like, women who work with us may have internalized that. Right. And then again, that goes back to like my whole work around, like that there's usually this one main core belief, which wouldn't necessarily be like, I'm too needy, but it would be like, like too needy or too much or too sensitive or all that stuff is like, there's something about me that I is not okay and not desirable. And I need to shift that. And that's actually what I think what we've been, you know, I've said several times throughout this, this conversation is what actually causes, you know, both it causes like harm inside of a woman and how she feels about herself. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, which is like one of, I mean, I, I just feel like my heart breaks about that. And it's one of the reasons that I do this work is to transform that. And it also, it actually creates the opposite of what we want because we end up, right? If we, if, if someone's, if you're walking around thinking I'm too needy, I'm too much, you're likely going to attract that in a man, right? Because you're already believing that inside of yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So much goodness here. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Okay. So many good points. Okay. I'm going to highlight a couple that I can remember because it was so good. Um, yes, I, I don't like the term too needy either because it's definitely shaming. And I was just using it in the context because I know listeners and clients I work with tend to bring that into session. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really appreciate how you highlighted about how many of the women that you work with they've already worked through a lot of their anxious attachment because I feel like, Mm -hmm. yeah, women that I, that I see, it's like, they've already been doing, you know, their inner work around that. So a lot of it is around beginning to own more of who they are, releasing Mm -hmm. more of the shame, um, that they need to work on themselves more, or they need to, Mm -hmm. you know, morph themselves and contort themselves Mm -hmm. into a lesser, like a lesser version. I don't even like to say lesser version, but, but, um, mm-hmm. in a way that, uh, will be enough for their partner. And that another thing that you shared that I really liked was, is this enough for me? Because I think as, as women, it's like with dating, it's like, there can be this, this, uh, automatic thought or belief around, well, am I enough for them? Right. Mm -hmm. And making it so much more externally Mm -hmm. driven, you know, instead of it being more of like, no, turn it around. Is this working for me? Is this Mm -hmm. enough for me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I love that. That goes. And that really speaks to if it's like of something that of standards, right? Because exactly what you just said, we tend to I think when women are in this predicament, they start to, unfortunately, they start to kind of like lose confidence, lose kind of like trust in their own knowing of themselves, right? They can get farther and farther away from themselves. And then, 
it's kind of like, it's like looking out and being like, okay, am I enough for this person rather than like coming back to self, which goes back to also like, how do we embody who we truly are? Right. And Mm -hmm. saying, wait, is this actually what I want? Right. It's like, you're both people are, I hate to use the word interviewing each other, but it's, you know, I, there's a lot of, I think about a lot of um, analogies between business and love because right when you're like the same thing with a potential client, you're not just like, oh, I'm taking any client that's there, right? You're like, I want to work with clients that, you know, I can serve at this level and whatnot. Um, So yeah, I just love that you're kind of bringing it back to that. And I also just, I, I get the kind of in my own body, when you speak that I feel into like, yeah, just that, that quality. And this is what I think your work is also so much about of just coming back into self in your own body, in your own lane, like, oh, what's true for me? Like, how do I feel about me? Right. Which is also going to be, I mean, it's a, as a, as a byproduct is so attractive to men, it's so attractive to everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, and it feels so good in your own being. I mean, I just, I want to just say that we're not here in my opinion. The other pieces is like, I'm not, I'm not on the planet to like attract a man, you know, or, or right. We're, we're here to be ourselves. And of course, to go after and to create what we want in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're here to be ourselves and to create what we want in our lives. And at the same time, still, still, uh, honoring the work that you're doing is sometimes, cause I know very, a lot of high performing women can mm-hmm. also oscillate. Like I know I have where I'm so focused on being myself <laughs> being mission driven that I don't need a relationship and still denying the desire for a relationship too. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, that- yeah. I love, yeah. Do you want, Sorry, do you want me to speak on that? Um, yeah, let me just add it. Yes, I do. Yeah. And then I'll add in one more point because I feel like there's this, oh, because I know personally for me, right? It's like I have so much ambition and dreams and a lot of it in the past for me has been, well, where am I going to find time for a partner? My mission comes first. Mm-hmm. So kind of this squashing mm-hmm. down and I've seen this in clients too, right? There's so afraid of losing themselves on their path and their mission for a relationship. So kind of settling into this space of, Mm. well, I guess I just have to wait a really long time. (laughs) Like I have to wait until this like point. Um, Yeah. So I'm wondering if you can speak to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I mean, again, what I would say to that is that, I mean, there's a couple pieces I would say, I think, first of all, it's kind of what we've been talking about, which is that I think that if you can fully own like, Hey, this is, I'm a high achieving woman. This is really important to me. And I want to be with a man who really values that. And, you know, is also high potentially is also high achieving or he's sovereign. I like to use the word sovereign, you know, Mm -hmm. like he's down with me, you know, like us, yes. Having this like deep intimacy and whatnot, and like all the connection, but he also is really, you know, he really values the same things that I am right. That I do. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that my first answer to that question is like, again, I really believe that when we like continue to embody ourselves free of conflict, 
then we become available and a match for that kind of person, right? Who's going to meet us. Again, we're being congruent. We're being honest with ourselves. Um, Does that make sense? Totally. And then what I'm speaking to, no, and I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I think what I'm alluding to also is that for many women though, they deny their needs. Like they, they, for for, say Mm -hmm. achievement, right. They burn themselves out in overachievement and denying connection, like obviously connection with themselves, but also in that, like the more that we embody who we are, right. We can actually create this life where we could still be in our joy and our play, still be mission driven. And like the work that you're doing, right. Mm -hmm. The more that we're connected to ourselves and embodying who we are, if it's a desire of ours, we can still magnetize that and, and experience it all. It doesn't need to be this either or type of deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is what I would say. There's a piece in there. Can you repeat the piece about what you said about needs? Like, sounds like, yeah. So, you know, maybe with, with clients of like burnout, right. Where there, there's so much overworking that there's a disconnection from attunement with yeah. your body and like what you're needing. Um, and so instead of, um, mm-hmm. I think for, for women that are in that burnout and high performance, uh, space, which I appreciate the reframe of the the sovereign, but, um, I think there is also this Mm -hmm. disconnection, the disconnection from self of not really realizing that you probably are desiring a partner more than you're realizing. And you can actually experience it still in a place of still, achieving your dreams, still creating a life that is still authentic to you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so then the way I would answer that, and this is, you're right. This is a very, you know, it's a particular, um, kind of women, woman that I also have worked with, um, oh. as well. I think it's a little bit different, right. than the kind of like, like, oh, I'm, um, potentially like, oh, I'm so aware that I want to be in this relationship. And it's the thing that I'm constantly like thinking about or that I want. And I'm kind of chronically single, right? When you say that, right. like it's a little bit of a different person. It's like this woman is wanting, I just want to be clear about it. It's like, she's, she wants a relationship, but she's not actually as in touch with her needs. Um, and like around that, because she's constantly working, Right. So it seems yeah. like the first, and then, then there's already burnout with work and, you know, potentially it's like, it's true, right. In order to embody yourself, you really have to slow down. You really have to find balance. You have to like be more in your own body. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so it seems to me like, I think with, yeah, what I, what I have seen with this kind of, you know, with, with this particular woman is that. I think that there has to be like, um, and, and, and there's gotta be a sort of deeper knowing that there's the desire there. Like, Oh, I really want to be in partnership. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. And I'm not making the space for it, or I'm not making the time for it. Or I think a lot of times in that case, there's actually a guarded, there can be a guardedness. I mean, there also can be with the other kind of person that we're talking about, Um, right. Because there can be like, oh, I'm choosing unavailable men because, you know, I, 
have, I have unconsciously or subconsciously, right. There's something in me that is actually scared of having the true intimacy that I want. So I haven't really spoken to that. And I think that that can be true in both, right. Both of these kinds of women that we're speaking to, um, and, but yeah, I would say like, there has to be the recognition of the desire. And I think like what, what we would say, right. Is it's like coming back into self, coming back into your body, being willing to journey with the desire to really feel it, to really get clear about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to begin to approach dating. And so I would say like, right that you're still embodying it full yourself fully who you are and the like again the growth work that one would want to do within that and why they would hire me or, right or a coach to right. do that would be to okay wow how do i slow down and how do i you know how do i do the deeper work to clear whatever my core wound or core belief is because right. Those core beliefs, like in this case would likely be like, oh, I'm scared to actually let, you know, I'm scared to let a man in because when I was, you know, young, this thing happened to me and it was never safe. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I learned to kind of like, just keep going, going, going. Um, I mean, interesting. I don't think like, I don't work with as many of these women. I would say there's like an in-between to this, Mm -hmm. what we're speaking to, which is like, the woman who is a, like a lot of the women that I work with who are like really sort of like high level in their business, they're aware that they want partnership. And they also feel like, okay, I've mastered all the things I've hired different coaches for different kinds of things. And there's more of a having to like swallow their pride and admit like, um, you know, I've had, I've heard this many times, like, okay, I, I need to now, I want this. So I want to work on this. Um, but it's, but usually those women are like already pretty embodied, like they're already mm-hmm. pretty in touch with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that like, it, it, I guess it's a similar thing. It's like, oh, I've been focusing so much on my business and that's where I really gain a sense of self and a sense of pleasure and a sense of, you know, sort of enjoyment. And so now I have to like pivot a little bit and put more attention on this because it's actually not happening and I want it to. Yeah. Well, and I, listeners on this podcast, I mean, it's a variety of women. So I'm glad you're speaking to that. Cause that was going to be, you kind of went into my next question, which was, yeah, what are the type of, like, what are usually the different mm-hmm. form, like different type of women that you see, mm-hmm. um, around this particular issue. But I mean, so we've kind of spoken to two, are there any other type of women that, that come to mind that you, that you see around this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to just, I think reiterate, I think what we've spoken to is like, it seemed to me, there's like a woman who's been chronically single or in and out of relationship. And she's very, very aware that she wants relationship. And actually it's sort of an over-focus, right? There's like a right. lot of focus on it. I wouldn't say over-focus, although I would say I had that, but you know, there can be like a big focus on it. And there's a constant kind of like internalization of like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? What could I be doing differently? Um, and this client, this, and so, right. They're very aware of it. And a lot of, I mean, most of the women that I work with are quite successful, but I think that's just like one sort of prototype. It's like, okay, 
you know, I'm very aware of this and I keep working on it and I'm not making leeway. And this is like why I love to work with women because I struggled with this for so around this topic because I struggled with this for so long. And I feel like now I have like the sort of like, I can take women through a process that like, we can just, you know, if there's a readiness on their part, obviously, and they're super self-responsible and they're like really coachable and they're like, all right, I'm ready to change. I'm ready to make the shifts that I need. Um, then I can take them through a process of like really identifying what that core belief, what the core wounds are and what the core belief is within that. And really kind of shifting that in the body and the nervous system and just in the way that they are approaching their life and really anchoring in this kind of new belief, which, and, and new feeling, which is really about how do I, um, right. Like how, how, how do I fully embody who I am? How do I love all these parts of me? Mm -hmm. Um, which I, I would say I do with every woman, but I think that's a particular, you know, that's a particular woman. And then, you know, we're talking about someone maybe who they've been kind of working on it. They're not as aware. They're super focused on their business. Um, right. And so it's similar work to get to the core belief. Like there are some, right there, though, some of those women, and I mean, it's so hard because there's like, we're also, you know, we're also unique in the different, right. and that's the other part about the core wound core belief work. It's like, I get really, one of my, one of my strengths is to like really hone in and like see all the different pieces and see the pattern. Um, right. And so it's like, there, there is this. So yeah, with that, I think there's more that the core belief might be more around, wow, I, there's some way that I'm guarding or protecting myself. I also think that that's true with like people, women who are constantly choosing, um, anxious, like unavailable men. There's uh -huh. often, there's often some, some core belief or some young story. That's like, like for me, it was like, when I finally got it, it was like, oh, I need to stay in the longing because basically that's what my childhood was. It was like, I could never get what I needed. And mm -hmm. so I was constantly in the longing. So having what I want was actually, it was right. It was super revolutionary. It's like, oh, but now, but then I'm not, my nervous system, my body is not operating right at that. Like it's not doing this normal thing that it knows. And so once mm -hmm. I saw that it like completely transformed, I actually met my, um, I met like a, a very significant partner a week later, which I, that's not something I promise in my work, mm -hmm. in my program, mm -hmm. um, women meet men at all different, you know, rates. The other piece that we haven't talked to as much, which is a huge part of my work. And this could be true. This can actually be true with any of these women that we're speaking to, right. Mm -hmm. Which is, um, which has to do with our standards, which has to do with being really clear about what it is that you want and only being available for that and being willing to make the decision. And it is a decision. I talk about it like this, like, okay, I'm done with this pattern. I'm only available for men who are a match for me. Like I'm only available. I know what my wants and needs are. I know what my, my most important ones, I know what my non-negotiables are and I'm only available for that. And I'm basically the work that I do with women is helping them once they make that decision to hold them, hold themselves accountable and also to work with what comes up in the nervous system, you know, the desire to kind of lean in again, right? Like, oh, but this man was, we had such great chemistry. Oh, but I don't feel good around him. Right. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. how do I stay with that? And so I think like, I would actually say that that's a huge part of the work for 
almost every woman. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there is the woman and I've worked with women like this who they struggle to even just lean in. They're always fine. I was, I was a little bit like this. I had like a mixture of anxious and avoidant, like mm -hmm. sort of like, oh, I'm not into this man. I'm not into this man. I'm not into this man, you know, consistently. And then I created a story that I didn't like for years that I'd never met men, which now I look back and I'm like, no, there were a lot of men interested in me. Mm -hmm. But again, because I was stuck in the core wound, the core belief of like belonging, it, I couldn't write, like, of course I wouldn't be um, attracted to someone who was available and actually wanting partnership with me. Yeah. I love that. I love that you're, um, yeah, you're bringing up that important point of belonging and, and relating it to not getting the needs met from childhood and that that was just kind of the, the, I guess, homeostasis or just the baseline, um, which, mm -hmm. you know, relates obviously to our, the, our nervous system, right? Um, and what we're used to, if you've grown up with so much trauma and the dysregulation, and then you're so used to these, being in these dynamics that are going to continue to, to really uh, re-trigger you and- yeah keep mm -hmm. you in this dysregulated state. Um, I, you know, yeah, I really, so far, Oh, no, go I ahead. Was just gonna, I was just going to add that part of that is right. It's helping people, helping women to stay in their adult woman. So mm -hmm. had not letting their attachment system and their nervous system be in the driver's seat. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I think mm -hmm. that comes from making a clear decision. It comes from really identifying kind of what your core belief is. And it comes from, you know, um, yeah, being able to work with your nervous system. Exactly. Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's so beautiful. And I really loved that you honed in on the standard and really embodying the decision and not, not mm -hmm. wavering at all, <laughs> because you're so clear on, mm -hmm. on what, what you're wanting and what you're needing. Mm -hmm. Um, because there can be that, yeah, that wavering and that going back and forth. So I really love to hear that that's something that you stress with your clients. So another question though, I am curious, um, and I know we're kind of getting towards the end. Mm -hmm. So I'll have, I'll have another question, two mm -hmm. more questions, but the first one is, <clears throat> so what was the switch for you? Because you said 13 years you were, you know, you kind of were dating, but hadn't really attracted a life partner. Um, but so what was, what was the switch for you? Because you had been doing a lot of your own inner work mm -hmm. throughout all those years too. Right. So I'm curious about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I would say it was these two pieces. It was making a really clear decision to not be in relationship with, um, like to not, I made a clear decision like four years ago, not to be with men who, uh, were not available for what I want, like not available, basically who had an avoidant, you know, avoidant attachment style, or they just weren't available for me. And once I made that decision, in my case, it took several months. Like I actually kept getting tested. I just would meet man after man. That was that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just kept saying no. And then I was in a relationship, um, you know, shortly after that for a period of time. Um, and then again, I wasn't in a relationship for a period of time. And then I was with my last partner. And for me, I would say, so like that was significant in my journey. And then I really would say that I did a piece of work with 
someone that um, was actually really related to this core wound, core belief work. Um, it was mm-hmm. his own version of, um, you know, of doing that kind of work. And a lot of what we were looking at was actually my, in my case, was my Jewish lineage and what I had internalized from there and what it was like to grow up in my family and to really get, like, I remember like in one session with him, just really getting like, oh my God, I have been making myself wrong on some level. Like there was this conflict in me that was like, I'm so independent. Yes. I want partnership. I talk about it all the time, but like really I feel ashamed that I don't want it and I don't have it. So for me, it also had to do with like, it was like longing. The unmet longing was like, there's something wrong with me because I can't, I want this and I don't have it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so once I saw that through the work that we had done, I mean, that was really when there was this kind of, you know, I would say even a more massive shift, but I think it's, I think women need both of what I just said. And for some women, it, I mean, I do think it like I'm offering a combination of both of those. However, I do think, you know, for some women, it could be that they really, um, I mean, well, I want to back up. I mean, obviously you have to have standards and you have to be clear about what you want and you have to follow through with that. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to end up, I mean, that's true with anything in life, right? You're not right. just going to like, you're not going to end up with like a partner that really meets you and that you feel good with if you're, if you don't have that, like, that's mm-hmm. just not, doesn't really seem possible. Um, but yeah, I think this core belief work or this, what I call it's core wound work, but it's really, it's like, usually there's one main belief that has a lot of different, like (laughs) a lot of different, um, branches to it. We could say, um, I think that really getting for me, I mean, that was the one that was like a really major piece of like, oh my God, I completely release this shame, which goes back to your work. Right. Mm-hmm. this shame and this, like, there's something wrong with me and I'm just going to fucking own the shit out of it. And what happened was that I remember, right. I wrote a post about it actually. And like, literally like a week later met my, you know, my, my next partner. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was like, I claimed it publicly, you know, I was like, <laughs> but it really, you know, as I feel back on it and this is the work I do because I'm able to like really get into those parts of people. And like, I just, because I've been doing this work for so long, um, it's, it, it is through the body and the nervous system. It's not just, it is, it's, it's identifying the belief, but then it's like, how do we shift that so that you start to like really stand in, you know, you're not conflicted anymore, basically. Like you're actually truly available for what you want. And I think that's actually like the, the, the lack of like being conflicted is generally right. It's like looking at and I know you do some of this work, it's like looking at the different parts of ourselves being conflicted, like having a lot of conflicted parts makes sense that then it would be really hard to have a clear channel for what you want. Right. Totally. Cause you're like, I want this, but it's not okay. Or, you know, I'm this way, but I think I'm supposed to be that way. Like there's just, there's not, I mean, not only do you feel terrible about yourself and there's not like, there's a constant kind of questioning and doubting, or like, you just don't feel good in your own energy there's actually, it just, again, it's funny. I constantly think these days about the law of attraction, which I've never really been that into. And I I just think about it. Like I'm, it's almost like, this is what I'm talking about from like a scientific, like a utilitarian perspective. It's like, if you're conflicted, it's going to be really hard 
right? To like the message you're sending out or what you're available for, like you're not, it's, it's going to be murky. And that's just, that's just like kind of how it is to be human, right? Not about like, I need to be a certain way in order to have this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good, Lori. Oh my gosh. I'm so, mm-hmm. so enjoyed this conversation. So in wrapping up, I would love for you to share about your program a little bit more for listeners if they want to connect with you and work sure. with you. Yeah, wonderful. Um, so right now I am, so yeah, so if you want to follow me, I'm most active on Facebook and I go by Lori Beth on Facebook. Um, and I'm, I go by Lori.Beth.Goldman on um, Instagram, but so you can also follow me there. Um, the program that I am, this is actually, this is, I would, this is my signature program. It's called liberated relationship mentorship, and it's a four month one-to-one high touch container for, I would say like women who are, you know, conscious and have done a lot. I work with women who are really ready to do the work at a high level. They've done a lot of personal growth work on themselves. We move really fast together and really make like clients just, you know, we, we get the results, um, from doing the work. And obviously sometimes we move within that we move slow. Cause sometimes, <laughs> I mean, we move fast and the results happen, but you know, we move, sometimes we have to like slow down and we go into the body and whatnot and all that kind of work. But basically the core of the program is it's, it's, yeah, it's for women who are just like, so ready to meet their partner in a no BS, straightforward, true to yourself way. And the different, what, you know, we, we basically, we customize it to your needs. Um, and we, we work together to, I've, I've said a lot of it in, um, I've said a lot of what we do in this, in this podcast mm-hmm, you have uh, conversation, but I can just sort of, um, I can just kind of summarize by saying that we really get clear about, you know, what you want, what you need, what your non-negotiables are. I help you, I hold you accountable to stick with that. You know, you have me in your back pocket. I, it's a, like, you're able to be in touch with me, um, through telegrams. You have act, you know, you have daily access to me and that's really where a lot of the magic happens. And we go, we do the work of clearing your core wound or your one core belief. Um, and we do that work, you know, that's a sort of a deep healing work. And then you start, and then you take both of those things and then you, you know, um, you are out dating, you create the a dating life exactly like you would create your, um, <laughs> your, you create your dating life exactly like your, your, your needs and wants and non-negotiables. You're like, what would be fun in dating? How do I want to do this? Like, where's my energy with this? And we make it really fun and we just have a, you know, you end up like my clients end up actually feeling like, yes, we're doing some hard, deep work in order to shift these patterns. And they also feel super supported. And then there's just, um, a real opportunity to like, just co-create together, like really support you, you know, and, and have a great time, have a fun time while doing it. Well, thank you so much. I mean, your program, it's, yeah, it sounds really good. And I 
really appreciated that throughout this conversation, it's been very clear in how you work, hmm. um, which hmm. is really beautiful. I love your fire. <laughs> like, I love your embodiment. You're just so <laughs> clear. Thank in your, you. Yeah. And who you are. Um, That's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really, yeah, I'm really uh, glad you came on the podcast and you know, I'm for sure going to refer if I have any clients when it comes to relationship, because that's obviously not my, my realm. Um, but yeah, just thank you once again for, for coming on and yeah, I just, I really, really appreciate it. Hmm. Yeah. It's been such a pleasure. And I, I also am such a big fan of your work and I feel like there's a lot of overlaps in, the way that we're supporting women, which I just feel so touched by in, you know, fully embodying who they are and letting go of perfectionism and shame and, you know, all the conditioning that we receive as women so that we can just be fully free. So thank you too, for the beautiful work you do. Thank you so much.